This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Fallon Gore, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Buyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Logan, Punch and Potato, and Jen Solo. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another spooky episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. And we are joined once again for another Fate School episode by our guest hosts, Rob Hans and Tiana Hansen. Hello. So... We have uh, we've introduced you guys in previous episodes, so we don't need to go into a whole bunch of that stuff. But how's everybody doing? Fantastic. A little tired. Had a had a great Halloween show Friday and still kind of recovering from that. Ooh, there you go. Fun. Yeah, I'm 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 doing good. Wrapped up a short campaign last night, so still having the emotional drop from that. But it was it was it was really good. Nice. It's always nice to wrap up a game. Yeah, I mean, it was short. We only had seven uh, sessions, but it was really good. There you go. Who would ever run a short campaign, honestly? Me, apparently. Uh, who, who ought to <laughs> and also apparently run short I, campaigns? Me as well. Um, yeah. So uh, I uh, had a good week um, doing some stuff to get the house all locked in. Nice. And uh, so looking forward to not doing my giant commute anymore and having a brand new home. I mostly looking forward to throwing away like 80% of the things in my house. That is the best part of moving to be honest, (laughs) going through and being like, Hey, I don't need any of this stuff. I haven't seen it in five years. This can just go away. Yeah, this is going to be Marie Kondo's revenge. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic. When I moved from my last house, um, I pretty much went through the garage and any box that hadn't been opened like since we moved there. I'm like, this goes, if I haven't needed it in five years, I don't need it. Yeah, I think I'm my my big problem that I always run into is I have always had this um, like it's this horrendous mashup of nostalgia and a preparedness compulsion where it's like, Oh, you know, this had some sentimental value or someone close to me gave this to me or something like that. So I feel some kind of emotional obligation to keep the thing. Sure. Or on the flip side, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I may need, I may need this for something. So, you know, it's an edge case sort of thing, but I'm going to keep it anyway. Yeah, it's it's hoarding. Yeah, I was about to say, there's a word for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
we'll just call you the Andrew's uh, uh, intervention. Yeah. Would the, I, would, if the listeners would like to drop any words of advice or challenges to Andrew, uh, please go to Inspiration Point. <laughs> tell, yeah. us, tell, tell us your stories of how his behavior has impacted you. Wow. Like, this is an intervention. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Ow. Yeah, now I'm going to have a bunch of people just writing and making up these like oh, brutal yeah. things that they've had to go through it, that are more somehow connected up, to the me. I, 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 oh my God. I, I, I want to see Leroy's on, on that one. Oh, yes. oh my God. Drew, I'd, I'd like to say that I'm sorry for opening that door, <laughs> but I'd totally be lying. I'm not sorry in the least. And I, I get it. I mean, it, it, when it's funny, it's funny. I mean, I can't. I can't even. The comedy uh, do go burr. It does. It, it does go burr. Oh, uh, so what we are all here for is episode three of Fate School. So in our previous episodes, which if anyone listening, if this is your first episode. Don't listen to this one. Go back to episode 37, which is uh, the first episode of Fate School. Um, check that out first. That's where we talk about a lot of the basics. There are also mentions of various resources. You can also find the links to those resources being the um, uh, links to the Fate Core system as well as accelerated and condensed as well as the book of Hans who is written by Mr. Rob here. Um, you can find links to all those in the show notes. Um, so check those out and you can pull those down, listen to episodes 37 and 38, and then come back to this one because this week if I'm not mistaken, we are going to be getting into the different action types and we're going to be doing some scenes. So oh, yeah. we're going to be finally getting our hands dirty. Um, so you guys are going to want to know how we're doing all that and you're going to want to be up to speed for that so you can really appreciate what we're doing. So you can pause here. If you are one of those folks, then come back and pick it up. So without any further ado, Rob, the floor is yours. Teach us, buddy. All right. Well, I think we've just about got our characters completed. Um, the only thing that's really left to do is figure out how many stress and consequences slots we have, which is going to be three and the default consequences for everybody, which is a minor, a major, and a serious. Um, so I don't think that's only going to be impacted if people have will or physique as as significant skills so i don't think anyone has chosen that as one of their high skills yet have they i did rex has physique what is your physique level uh i put it at the it's in we each had to pick a top slot right skill and i use physique for mine okay so you've got a four a great yep. physique of four Okay, so that what, what that means is that instead of having the standard three physical stress, everyone has three stress. We're using condensed, uh, fate condensed style stress. Um, okay. It's just easier, and it's honestly with the short stress tracks, it's you don't lose much. Um, instead of having three, you're going to have six stress boxes. All right. 
So you can Rex stay in physical conflicts a bit longer. Um, we'll get into stress and hit points in a little bit as, as that kind of comes up. Stress is kind of like, it, it kind of, fate kind of takes the idea of hit points, which has always been like, oh, it's a combination of your actual durability and your luck and fatigue and all these other things. And it does a pretty hard split. Stress is all the, um, you know, it's the luck, it's the t- getting tired, it's the, oh, I feel ouchy, that kind of stuff. It's all the stuff that can go away after a quick energy drink. And consequences can be the physical damage, but it's really any kind of lasting, lingering effect of being in a conflict. So you get the extra three stress boxes. So you're going to be kind of tough if if we're punching people. Um, I also wanted to kind of follow up on a couple things. There's a one person on the Discord gave a great suggestion for Tiana. One interesting stunt type is what they call a skill swap stunt which says, normally you would use X skill. However, you can use Y skill for this thing given the following scenario. So normally if you're going to attack somebody, it's with fight. But a backstab stunt might instead say, okay, cool. If you're hidden, you can use stealth instead of fight. And that would actually be a good way to kind of figure out how to get that will to do your your, your provokes and, and you're getting your way in situations instead of uh, provoke. So that's that's Ooh. a that's an interesting thing. You just like have that stump be, you know, uh, iron will or stubbornness or whatever you'd want to call it and say, no, I'm just using my willpower. I'm not even really trying to get them mad. I'm just not giving up. Mm. Yeah, that would be really interesting. So that's very cool. And we'll look at that. And as we go through, we'll I'll, I'll call out areas where, where stunts are useful or even other aspects that we don't have. Um, the other thing I want to say is there's two kind of things that we didn't touch that fake points are good for. Um, the first is creating setting. And this is especially true in character creation. Uh, less true after that. But if you're making a character, if you make an aspect that says, I am being chased by the red hand, guess what? There is an organization called the red hand and they are indeed chasing you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have a way to kind of push some of these ideas to the GM during character creation, especially. Um, by using your aspects. Now, of course, that's, you know, subject to say, oh, what are you talking about? But that's a general useful thing. The other thing that you can do with a fake point is you can declare a detail. And that can be anything from, hey, I know somebody in this bar, the bartender's an old friend of mine, to I called the cops 30 minutes ago. Usually you can't like fully retcon, like if, if we know what happened in the past 30 minutes and there's no opportunity for you to call the cops, then you couldn't have called the cops. We know that you didn't do it. But for anything where there's a little more vagueness, you can kind of insert some things, you know, uh, subject to table taste and GM preference and everyone agreeing it's plausible. Um, But that's another thing you can do with a declaration. So I think that's about that. We covered the additional stress boxes. If you have a plus one in, in will or physique, you get one extra stress. If you have the plus three, you get a whole three. And if somehow you get up to six or a five rating, you get the three extras and a second mild consequence slot. Cool. Nice. So, so that can now, help you kind of hang out a little better. For yeah, the for for the stress, um, there are there's separate boxes for physical and mental, correct? Correct. However, stress in a conflict basically ends at the end of the scene. So stress is not something that by default you have to worry about really recovering. As soon as you get like, you know, a five minute break, it all comes back. Right. It's, it's that fatigue. It's I'm winded. It's, it's, you know, 
some shrapnel hit me and it hurts and but it's not going to really impact me long term so stress right. is really in a lot of ways a pacing mechanism more than anything else if you think of a movie and you see a lot of things where like oh okay you know the one guy's punching the other and you know, he looks like he's getting some, you know, pushing him back further, but, you know, no real damage or anything. But I can tell that he's kind of winning the fight at this moment. That's stress. And then you see the other one where, like, you know, he gets he gets punched so hard, he hits the, the tree or whatever. And he's like, oh, and he's like holding his arm. And, you know, that's going to be bothering him. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Lee gets the cut on his face or is across his body. Those are consequences. Those are lasting impact things that are going to happen. Right. So. We've talked a lot about aspects. We've gone through the, the phase trio. Um, let's talk about how to actually do things in the game because that's kind of core. So as I've said before, fate is what we, I like to call a fiction first game, which means you start with what your character's doing. If you just start with the mechanics, it kind of doesn't work at all. Um, so we then figure out what mechanic makes sense based upon what you're trying to accomplish and what's stopping you. And there's basically four actions that that all these boil down to. There's attack, which is if you're in a conflict, which is basically kind of like a fight scene, but not necessarily. Um, that's how you get somebody to not be in the fight scene anymore, whatever that means. You know, if they're knocked down a cliff, they're not in the fight anymore. If they're, you know, frozen in a lake and they can't do anything, they're not in the fight anymore. If they stomp off and walk away, they're not in a fight anymore. And of course, if they're dead, they're also not in the fight anymore. Most of the time. Um, there's overcome, which is the typical, it's just solve a problem. And you can kind of look at attack as a specific version of overcome. That's just the problem I'm overcoming is somebody that's in my way. And when we're in the specific type of scene, but overcome is like, I want to jump across the, the, the magma because the thing I want's on the other side. It's, I want to turn off the electric fence. It's, I want to disarm the bomb. It's all those things you are solving your problem. You are overcoming an obstacle. Then there's create an advantage, which in a lot of ways I think is it's I think it's so key to fate, and it's one of those things that's, that that p- doesn't grab people, and it really impacts the whole thing. And what create advantage is is it's anything that is setting you up for future success. It create mechanically it creates an aspect and gives you a free invoke on it. You remember we get the plus twos for the doing the invokes, and we'll get into how that works. Um, but the cool thing is is it lets you tilt the battlefield in your favor whether it's an actual battle or not and then there's defend which is you know i something's happening and i don't want it to happen i am i am the i am the obstacle i am the one who knocks i am the obstacle (laughs) um and and like talk to you about create advantage one of the things that that about fate is historically has a lot of amber diceless rpg in it and in amber i don't know if anyone's familiar with that game at all i am not yeah that's that's what i expected so in Amber, it's kind of interesting because everybody has these different ratings. And if you go head-to-head with somebody in an area that is that rating, then it is diceless. There's no randomization. Whoever has the higher number wins, period. End of story. So what you do is two things, and, and this is what Create Advantage does for you. First off, you don't go to head-to-head with them. If someone's really good at fighting, you turn it into a contest of strength instead or of wits. And maybe you're better, maybe you're stronger than them, but they're a better fighter. But if they have to, if they have to defend against your strength, they're not going to do it. So now you've done that. The other thing that you can do is you can tilt the field. The example in the Amber book is if you have to defeat the world's best grandmaster at chess and the fate of the world is on the line, well, you're going to lose. So what do you do? You, you, 
you play, you, you know, you study up on chess, you play horrible music outside his house all night, you get chess masters whispering in your ears, you know, through some kind of wireless situation. You, you make threats against his family to put him off his game and all these dirty <laughs> tricks. And you might have to do all of these things in order to, to defeat him. And so that's what fate does in a lot of ways, especially with create advantage, is it does two things. One, it lets you choose to do something that plays to your strengths against the enemy's weaknesses. And that's going to let you then tilt the battle in your favor so that you can finally um, take out your opponent. Um, Another example, if someone's a better fighter than you and you go straight to head head with them in fate, you're going to lose. It's just going to happen. There's, there's just mathematically, that's how the system works. So what you want to do is say you're faster than him. You start dancing around him and you try to tire him out or you start playing head games with him and you, you get him mad by, by shouting insults at him or you sneak into the shadows and you do all these things that, that make things better for you. You study how he moves and you figure out, okay, here's his weak spots. You do all of these things and then you take advantage of them with invokes to allow you to, to defeat your opponent. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Any, any questions on that? I think conceptually I understand most of that, but until I do it, it's going to be sure. hard for me to remember. And it's one of those things that sounds really kind of crazy, but you know, like one of the obvious examples is you trip someone. That's great advantage. Hmm. Or you knock them down. Someone's a really good fighter. So instead of fighting with a sword, you knock them down. Well, that's probably your physique against maybe their athleticism. Now they're on the ground. They're easier to defeat. So that's it's really that simple. It's one of those things where when we talk about the mechanics, it can seem very abstract and vague and weird. But in practical terms, it's, it's very straightforward. Now, the way that we do any action except defend is we say, okay, this is what's happening. Um, figure out who's trying to stop you, if anybody. Figure out the skill on each side. Everybody rolls four fake dice, which have a plus, a minus, or a blank. Minus counts as minus one, plus is plus one, and blank is zero. Take the total of those four dice, add to your skill. Whichever is the higher skill wins. Um, if there is nobody actively trying to stop you, then there's usually some kind of passive opposition, which is just, you know, a DC in D&D. It's just how hard is this to actually accomplish. In some scenarios, and this is a little off book, I'll actually allow both of those to be occur so that, you know, if you've got someone that has active opposition, but there's passive opposition, you might have to defeat the better of the two. But you notice I didn't really talk a lot about adding bonuses for this is easier, this is hard um, in terms of, oh, I've got a plus two situation bonus or, or things like that, that you might see in a lot of games. Fate normally doesn't really do that. Hmm. Does that all make sense? And we'll get into how stress works after a little bit too in consequences. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's really your basic mechanics of the game. Um, but everything is going to be getting to that point and trying to figure out what's happening in the fiction, which of those mechanics make sense, and then you roll. So it's always based on what's happening. So basically the four action types are overcoming. Uh, mm-hmm. Overcome is just you basically doing a single roll to, to solve, solve problem. some kind of problem. Attacking right. is doing that is same, <clears throat> same sort of thing, but your goal is to take someone out of the scene. Correct. Create advantage. You are literally just trying to alter the situation to better the your character's position in the scene. Right. And then defend is basically trying to stop something from happening right now one of the interesting things is that overcome 
is also what you use to remove aspects, to, to erase aspects. Again, mm. assuming the fiction makes sense. Like your own right? aspects? No, your aspects are kind of permanent. We're not going to remove those, but more what they call okay. situational aspects, which are set aspects tied to the situation. And again, it's fiction oh. first. So you can't do something that doesn't make sense, regardless of what the rules seem to imply. The so, rules apply when we decide that something makes sense. So right. like if if the if the kitchen that we're in has the aspect of on fire, you could mm-hmm. use overcome to grab, you know, a fire extinguisher and put it out removing the on fire aspect from the kitchen. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I would phrase it it in this, like you're in a kitchen, you want to start a fire. Okay. That's create advantage. Now Mm. someone else wants to put the fire out. So they grab the fire extinguisher and do it. And we're going to resolve that with overcome. Cool. I notice I'm changing your language a little bit here and that I'm not saying Mm. you use create advantage to do this. I'm saying you're doing this and we resolve it with create advantage advantage or overcome. And I'm, I know I'm sounding really picky on that, but like no, what I found fine. through years of helping people is that 99% of the game, 99% of problems people ask about get trivially resolved if you start with what's actually happening. When you start mm. with the mechanics is when you get confusion. Gotcha. So anyway, um, since we're doing a faith school, you want to give me some ideas? Well, how about if, how about I do this? How about if I give you some ideas and you tell me what action you think might be appropriate? Oh, like Does that, that sound fun? Sure. Oh, all right. There is the widget you need is on a platform that there's a ladder leading to it. Okay. Um, I want to use shoot <laughs> to <laughs> fire upward to blast myself upwards towards the thing I need. Towards the oh, widget. you're going to like rocket jump? Yeah, I want a rocket jump. Can I do that? Can I spray blood at the ground with such force that I rocket jump to the thing? I mean, do we think that makes something for his character to do? I mean, I think it does, but I guess I guess the jury's out when it comes to Andrew Tiana. I'm, I'm going to leave it to Tiana. Oh, come on. Wow, yeah, guys. See? Thanks. I see how it is. No, Fine, that's I'll what... take the... I'll take this stupid ladder, whatever. No, you can shoot yourself up with blood. It's a good example, actually. <laughs> so what action do you think that ends up being? So to me, that's shoot. That's that's a skill, not an action. Okay, so, oh, so then that would be overcome, right? That would be an overcome. I would actually argue it's athletics because you're still talking about moving yourself, not actually like trying to harm somebody or make mm. something come out of you to do something. But yeah, you've got the idea there. And that gets into, I think I talked about before, intent and task. Um, and it's, to me as a GM, those are the two primary things you need to worry about when adjudicating an action for the real basic level. And intent determines the skill or the action. Task determines the skill. So in this case, you want to get to the top of the platform by shooting out a bunch of blood and making yourself fly up. Yes, Oh, so, so you're in, so he's your doing intent it is to solve a problem. I thought he was going to use a gun. <laughs> I was like, he just blew himself all over the place. Yeah, no, it's just it's this is a gross <laughs> rocket jump. <laughs> okay, okay, I got. He's you. a blood mage. I'm a blood mage, and he's putting the blood in it. He's leaning into it, man. He's leaning into it. So yeah, that that's actually you're correct. That would be overcome because your intent is to solve a problem. 
and your task is er, and the task is spraying blood to shoot yourself up so you could probably make an argument for shoot or athletics i'd probably lean towards athletics but you know i could go either way on that okay but athletics is one of the skills then Athletics is a skill. Yes, it is okay. one of the skills. So I don't have athletics. <laughs> so. so if we were doing this in game, this would be your choice because we haven't filled in all of your skills. Okay. You have all the default skills. They just default to zero. Mediocre. Right. right. So if you haven't filled out your skills, then what we were doing and playing is we would say, okay, cool. Do you want to let this be mediocre or do you want to fill in one of your one of your slots that are left? Um, and that's kind of how on the fly works. We're I not see. actually playing, I so see. I'm not going to ask you to do that. Right, right. But, okay, so there's a little bit, like if we are not completely filled out, or even if we are, we can kind of fudge in the beginning. Yeah. So well, that's the entire like, point of quick character creation is that right. you don't have to fill it out. And as you're like, oh, huh, I need to do an athletic thing. Okay. How athletic do I think I am? I think I'm this athletic. Okay, okay. So I think I am plus two athletic, I would say. Okay. Cool. So what do I do? Uh, in that case, I would say, okay, based on that, that doesn't seem like it's going to be too hard. A little showy, probably harder than just climbing up the ladder. So I'm going to say it's a passive difficulty of two. Not hard, but not not entirely trivial. So all you'd need to do is you roll your four fate dice, Yay! add the result to your skill, and... You guys hear that? Oh my god, you yeah. have actual dice? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I had to go to like the bargain bin at the game store, but I found two sets of fate dice. Neat. Nice. Okay, I get a total of zero. <laughs> okay, oh, I got wait, two pluses on and the two dice? minuses. Ah, <laughs> uh, but your your athletics because you just took it. That's two. Right. right. That's correct. Yes, that's how we add that up. Okay, so that means that you exactly met the difficulty, which means you get success at a minor cost. Oh, now really, we should have talked about the cost in advance, but we didn't because this is a, an example, right? And it's got case, got I, would say, <laughs> I would say in this case, you probably have you know, um, you get up to the top there, but it took you more than you thought to do this showy thing, and your reserves of blood are kind of un- out reserved. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so, guys, I, I, I need to, I need, I need some chocolate or some peanut butter or something. <laughs> a little glass of orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> here, here, Sonny, have, have a sit down. <laughs> oh, that, that took a lot out of you. Why didn't I just take the ladder? <laughs> just, What's wrong just with a, me? It's a because you had to do the fun thing. I did. Oh. Okay, oh, so I'm Who's thinking clean about all this up. This scenario, and he's looking up at the thing, and he goes, "Hold on, guys, I got this." <laughs> I mean, and he gets up there, he's like, "I got it," and we're just looking at the ladder, like, "But he my goes, dude, worth and it, just, and everything's just covered, just, covered. <laughs> just gross." Ugh, I hate when he does this. Oh God! I love this game already. All right, guys. Re- maximum effort. Maximum effort. Wow. 
So there's actually an alternate rule or as a rule in the system toolkit called extreme effort that I usually use. And what that lets you do is it lets you burn any of your consequences slot on any role. Normally, they're just used when defending an attack uh, to get an equivalent bonus. And oh that is God. kind of the extreme effort rule. So, you know, you can basically exhaust yourself or what kind of emotional uh, garbage you want to put yourself through to succeed when you really need to succeed if you don't want to burn a fate point. Oh, goodness. Okay. Let's uh, go another. Let's go with another scenario. You're you're a someone's a one of your characters is a wizardy wizard, and you want to draw in power into yourself so they make your next cast your next spell is like super awesome. How do you think you would adjudicate that? So let's see. So we're we're still trying to figure out the the. Are we trying to figure out the flavor of it first? Or is like I want to draw in power to make my next uh, my next spell that I'm going to cast super powerful. That's already the flavor, and we're just trying to put a label on how. Uh, like if we were GMing, how we would yeah, exactly okay. Like I, as your player, have said I am going to reach out with my eldritch skill and draw in the magical power of all around me to, to draw it in myself to make my next spell more powerful. Okay, so that's... To build the, up that magic. That's our fiction for the fiction first. Right. Okay. And it doesn't have to be super... Let me be careful. It doesn't have to be super detailed. You don't need to, to spend 30 minutes describing every action. It's right. about understanding what's happening that we can all visualize it enough that we can agree on what's happening. That's really the important part. So that'd be a create advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to literally create a more advantageous situation for your character. Exactly. And skill would probably end up being lore or will to setting on how we decided to flavor magic for this particular character. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so like for Charlotte, she would draw on the, the deep lore that she's spent years and years and years learning to give herself more punch on her next magical spell, for example. Right. And I would expect that to look like more of, okay, I know these arcane symbols and I'm doing these things in the air and I'm using my knowledge to draw this mm-hmm. versus like a more, you know, Bill Gariad style where I'm like using my force of will to draw the power into me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that would I be more like think is probably will. So that's a mm. great example of how the fiction can impact the skill, even for a very similar action. Interesting. Okay, someone's trying to run past you and get to a friend. You're going to you're going to run in their way and stop them. That seems like the action on that would be defend. I would absolutely agree. What Good skill job. would you tie to that? <laughs> um, huh. Cuz like my immediate thought would be something like athleticism to like trip them or just like be a body block, but that doesn't really work for the way that I play charlotte so it might be something more like um maybe trying to use something like rapport what is charlotte doing it's free to treat it like a movie tell me what the audience sees Mm -hmm. um what does the audience see so this person is is running past charlotte trying to get to this other person charlotte would interpose herself and basically like kind of kind of fast talk be like hey you know it's not as bad as it seems this that and the other this is this is what's going on just try to like snow them in with um a lot of a lot of words and try to talk them down from hey this isn't as bad as it looks 
That sounds like rapport to me. And I think that would be a defend with rapport. And of course, that would depend upon the situation. If the person already had his sword out and was running full speed, I might not let that work. Yeah. And and really, if the person's (laughs) past, if the person's past listening to people, that might not be very effective. Mm. Very, very fair. And again, this is where I go back and and we would talk about that as a table if we needed to. But that's, again, where it goes back to that whole idea of fiction first. And you have Mm. to do things that make sense. The rules come into play when we've already agreed, when we as a table, we agree that this is this is this makes sense. I can see this happening. This is a reasonable request. You know, so the whole I caress the orcs back in the middle of combat thing. No, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's a come on, knock it off filtered in fate and hair mm. that's actually an interesting point in that in fate um fate doesn't really work for people that are trying to get away with stuff hmm. you know you you kind of can it requires that you have a, a table that's acting kind of in good faith and not trying to pull one over on each other. Mm. okay so and then you know there's so many obvious versions of attack from shouting someone down in an argument to you know, to sorting them with your sword that i i think those are kind of obvious to sorting them um, with actually, your sword i love that <laughs> Well, actually, here's an interesting one. Okay, so you're in a fight. You're fighting near a cliff. You're trying to knock someone off of the cliff. What action do you think that is? Now, let's assume that the cliff is pretty, is pretty. Um, if, even if it's not entirely steep, it's definitely tall enough that, you know, even if they tumble down and aren't going to get massively hurt, they're going to be kind of, you know, it's going to take a while to get back up into the fight. What action do you think that is? I have an idea, but I'm going to leave it open to the other two. No, no, go ahead. If you, if, if you have an idea, jump in. I would, well, I, I would assume that's attack as an action, right? That is an attack. That's what I would have guessed too. And then because and, you're trying to take them out of the then it scene. depends on how you want to do it, and then that then we choose the skill based on that. Correct? Exactly. Bingo. And that's an important point. And I brought that one up for a reason. Is because taken out is taken out. Taken out doesn't mean dead. It doesn't mean unconscious. And, you know, if, if it was a mild cliff and you're just trying to knock them off, but it wouldn't just like it would inconvenience them, but they'd be back in the fight next scene or next next round or round after that. That's not an attack. That's an, that's probably a create advantage or an overcome of some sort. But if that's mm. going to be enough to make it so that they are effectively not part of the scene, you are taking them out of the scene. Literally, that's what takeout means. It's, it's nothing more, nothing less. And if you want to take someone out, you have to go through all the stuff. And again, mm-hmm. think of it like a movie, right? Someone's fighting each other. To, the two characters are fighting each other on the cliffside. One's going to get knocked off. We don't just do that in two seconds. We still have the full extent of our fight scene. It's just on top of the cliff. And the guy gets knocked off at the end instead of getting run through the sword. But we still get just as much wrestling and, oh, I'm pulling you back and forth and all the dramatic stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't change that just because you're at the top of the cliff. Does that make sense? Definitely. It does to me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I'm going to mention there we have three scene or four scene types. I'm going to go over those real quick and then let's run some scenes. All right. So the first scene type that you have is what I would call a loose scene, which is basically not a scene. It's run kind of freeform. As I've talked about before, I still recommend you think of it as a scene. You figure out what the stakes are. You know, you figure out your opposition and all those lovely things. But there's no special pacing or mechanics around it. You just kind of go through it. The second one is a challenge, which is is your montage. And that's like, oh, there's like a bunch of stuff happening at once. And we're going to identify the three things that are going on. Generally, it's three. You could do more. You roll for each of those three things individually. And then you kind of determine what happened. You kind of tell a story about how that all worked out. 
Um, that's like the one place where fate gets a little, or one of the few places where fate gets a little kind of like roll the dice and then tell the story as opposed to kind of immediate mode. Uh, the second one is, or the third one is a contest, which is, I kind of think of it as a race. It's both parties are trying to accomplish something and the, and the quick trick is really who gets, gets it first. Um, it could be different things. So like if someone's trying to chase you, you know, it, do you get to safety before they catch up with you? <laughs> you know, if you're trying to get to the wizard before he finishes the ritual, that's a contest. Um, any, the, the key things that determine whether something should be a contest are that you have indirect opposition. You're generally not directly trying to stop each other or harm each other. And that, you know, the word before almost always comes up when describing. It. And the last one is a conflict, which is it's your big fight scene. It's, it's the end of a few good men in, in the courtroom where you're trying to get each other, you know, off base and to the point where you blow up or leave the room. It's anywhere where is direct conflict. But not only that, it's a situation where you have mutually exclusive goals and the only way to get through it is for one of the sides to either give up or be unable to continue. That's where we get into taking out. So, you know, I want to get into the keep. The guards want to keep me out. We both can't have that. Those are, those are mutually exclusive. So it's not a before, but at the same, and I can't get into the keep until they give up or die and they can't prevent me until I either give up or am beaten up. So that's mm. a conflict. You don't need to use a conflict every time you have a fight. Sometimes it can be just a role. Think of it as like the big fight scene mostly because it's the most time-consuming uh, activity in fate generally. Does that all make sense? Mm-hmm. Any questions about those? Cool. I don't, yeah, do I, some- I don't think I have any questions. I think I, I'm ready to play. Let's do it. Let's come up with some scenes. And because I'm lazy and have been really busy at work, I don't have any specific scenes. So I'm going to do one of my favorite things to do when starting off improv games and who's going to be my first volunteer ladies first oh come on (laughs) (laughs) i said volunteer not volunteer (laughs) volunteer not voluntold sure yes all right tiana all right you're you're together with uh with uh rex and sam Mm -hmm. um i i like that you added the w to rex by the way andrew (laughs) yeah shepherd um (laughs) shepherd what Charlotte, what is the tense situation you're in right now with these two idiots? Hey. <laughs> I mean, you're not incorrect. I, I'm, I'm not like arguing it, but all the same. <laughs> I resent the implication. <laughs> uh, I resemble that remark. Mm, <laughs> I resemble that remark. Um, tense situation. Um, hmm. Shoot. I... That's 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 such a broad question. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit too broad. <laughs> we got werewolves and vampires and blood mages oh my. and all sorts of bad stuff going on. And it could be anywhere from like people are about to start throwing down to people are arguing at each other to to high stakes negotiations. What sounds fun? I think that the tense situation is that uh, we have just gotten word that that Elizabeth has resurfaced and may uh, may come to light again to the people that we don't want her being known to. Okay, no. let's up that a touch here. Please. Let's like make it something actually bad as well. Actually, no, we can go ahead that. You just got word. How did you just get word? Messenger? Did someone call you? 
messenger with with a a note that I have in my hand and the words have just like evaporated off of the paper, magically uh, placed words so that once the right person has read it, it's visible. And when the and when that person has read it, it's gone. Oh, Who is the messenger? Who is the messenger? Are they still there? No, it was a a magically compelled bird. Okay, cool. I like it. All right. Um, we're just going to go down. Uh, Mr. Power, what I should say, Adam, what is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Sam. I'm, I'm sorry. I am completely flummoxed today. Yeah, all, Sam, all of the above are correct. Um, <laughs> what is, what is, what is it that you want out of this situation? What is, what is the good result? I am not sure. Can, okay. Can, can I pass? You can pass. Andrew, how is this about to get worse? Um, how are you about to go from frying pan to fire? Well, obviously somebody has, uh, been tracking that bird and knows that it has a, a message. They don't know what the message is, but they're basically spying to see what, what the message is. And so when, when it gets, delivered somebody somebody breaks in that that seems to make sense where are you all in charlotte maybe you can tell me that oh go ahead let's give that one to sam yeah i'm not letting you off the hook that easy (laughs) okay Uh, okay so um let's say that uh yeah did i heard apartment building can we be on top of a building yeah i don't see why not it's a bunch of carrier pigeons big neon sign Something to foreshadow something that's coming later, but we're not really going to pay too much attention to that just yet. Um, billboards nearby. We decided we were in what? In San Francisco or did we? Did- in San Francisco. Yeah, right. That was right. right. Okay. Big sloping street going straight down, creating a, definitely a sort of ominous and uh, uh, disorienting feel. Things visually appear to be going downhill. <laughs> Getting later, uh, starting to hear some uh, sirens and some uh, horns in the distance. Steam vent, I think. Okay, cool. So here's the situation. And I'm going to go ahead and on Trello, I'm going to add a couple aspects. Uh, neon lights. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. Situation aspects, we'll say there's neon lights, uh, it's rain-soaked rooftop. Um, full moon? We like the full of moon? Of course. Oh, who doesn't like a good okay. full moon? <laughs> okay, okay. So you're sitting there. Um, Charlotte, you have, you got this feeling that you've learned to pay attention to. It says you should really go to the, the top of the, of the rooftop right now. Is that like a message that you got like psychically or is that just a kind of a feeling and a magical guidance or what is that? It's more of a magical guidance. It's not something that's like a direct could be picked up by other uh, telepathic users, but more of the like deep gut. This is where I need to be sense. Okay. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing that Sam and Rex have decided to, to go on up with, with her. Oh yeah. Okay. You get up there, you know, the bird comes in there, drops, drops the little message, kind of shakes itself off, looks around like, what am I doing here? And it just flies off real quickly. Like it's, it's completely discombobulated. Um, definite signs of domination of animals. 
you, you open it, you know, it's got the little kind of pigeon little tube thing. You open the tube up. And as you said, you know, you read it and it just says Elizabeth is back. And then it just fades, leaving nothing. Oh, yeah. Love it. All of a, su- all of a sudden, one of the shadows starts pooling up, starts swimming, swirling together, like, like a, almost like a hurricane, that kind of swirl, rising up, coagulating into, into a dark shape of a figure. It looks around, spots the piece of paper, the message from the whisperer, give it to me. Who dis? The message from the whisperer, give it to me. Uh, yeah, uh, the message, yeah, I think I've got it right here. Shoot. <laughs> what are you doing? Splat. Uh, blast this guy with blood. All righty. Blood We're, we're going that route. <laughs> we're going that route. Yeah, instigate. Cool. Oh. All right, let me, give me two seconds here, because um, guess what? I'm making this all up. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Fate's actually really good at that. Give me two seconds here. Um, so you're going to shoot blood at him, okay? Yeah. This dude is, um, he, he as, as he sees you kind of, you know, going for the Hadoken, um, <laughs> he, 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 he brings in the shadow, kind of slips to the side at it. So what is your shoot skill? Four. Okay. He's got an athletics of three. And I also have three fate points for the scene because there are one, two, three of you. Mm. And you also all have three fate points, Ooh, which okay. is more than I have. Okay. So go ahead. He's going to dodge. You're going to shoot. Okay. And I roll all four dice, right? All four dice. Okay. Always all four dice. I like that. That keeps it easy. <gasps> okay. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't oh, like no. that sound. He just blew all the blood out of his own body. <laughs> oh, no. That was okay, the so sound I'm... of exsanguination. So my total is one. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Okay. That's fine. His total is four. Oh, Jesus. Ow. Okay. In, in fate, that's a success with style. Oh, God. Which means he, he gets drinks a, it. Which means he gets a boost <laughs> off of that. Oh, boy. Uh, and we're starting a conflict now. So we have definitely turned this into a conflict. Um, I'm helping. <laughs> you helping clearly are. <laughs> helping okay so he uh he dodges easily aside like the shadow creates a hole as the blood just flies through it and you've just been you're just like trying to go with him and it looks like as you're just gonna be around it now this is where you can also choose to spend a couple fate points and and change how things are looking right now it looks like you're gonna miss him but that's still your choice mm, right on honestly the 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 boost is kind of bad, but having the fate points kind of good. I'd probably let this go, but that's your call. Yeah, no, I, I want to fail in this case. Okay. So, yeah, that's exactly what happens. It just kind of makes a hole around him. You know, and you're just kind of trying to follow him. So, you know, you just kind of temporarily kind of not entirely drained your blood, but you're feeling a little kind of off balance and weak. Mm-hmm. He's got a boost against you, which is like a free, nameless, temporary invoke. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So we use what's gonna. I'm gonna use what's called popcorn initiative. Now, how this works is everybody involved in the conflict gets to gets to go around, um, and and do things. However, the person that went last chooses who goes next. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so I choose who goes next. Correct. Right. All right, Andrew. All right. So. 
I would like to try to make it easier for us to deal with this shadowy figure and nothing deals with shadows like light. And Mm -hmm. we've mentioned that we've got some neon lit signs nearby. Mm -hmm. So I would like to try to grab hold of one of the supports or kind of scaffolding that, uh, that the neon, that some portion of the neon sign is affixed to and try to bend it so that at least part of the neon sign is shining where we are and on the shadows. So he's at least far less shadowy. Okay. So are you trying, do you think that this is something that's going to get him closer to being taken out? Or are you just trying to hinder him? Mostly? I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to hinder him and also, uh, help, help my friends be able to deal with him better as well. Okay. That is perfectly cool. That sounds like a great advantage then. That is what, um, since what you're I was trying going to for. Bend, since you're trying to bend it, that sounds very physique to me. Yeah. Um, um, you're going to be right by the light. And you know what that means? That means you're casting a shadow, doesn't it? Mm. I mean... <laughs> Perhaps mm. probably a pretty big <laughs> shadow. Yeah, I would yes. imagine. Actually, a pretty Don't big help. shadow. Stop helping. No, you're you're <laughs> you you right. You right. Okay. Yes, so, I, I would be. So they, although as you start to do this, I am as you start standing to do this behind. Like I'm trying to grab the scaffolding, which is behind the light. If that makes you know any difference. Sure. Um, but still, I think the shadows are starting to reach up around you and grab you and try to prevent you from doing this. Well, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Shadows um, that can grab okay. you? No, no thanks. No thanks. All right. Go ahead and uh, roll your physique. I'm going to let him have his plus three athletics on this, but I think you're, you're going to be. All right. Let's see. Here are my clacky math rocks. Oh. Oh no! One fell on the floor. <laughs> I'll be surprised if you don't beat this guy in this. He only got a two. Oh no! So I got. So for anyone who doesn't have access to fate dice, you can basically use any old d6. And if you get a one or a two, count it as a minus three or three and a four count as a blank. And then five and a six count as the plus. Um, So I got a one, two twos and a four. So that's three minuses and a blank. But my physique is great. So I've got that at four. Um, And I really do uh, want to succeed at this. And okay, so uh, so far that's success at a minor cost. Okay, then. Um, so actually, what this means on a create advantage, success at a minor cost, a tie um, means that you can create the aspect, but you don't get any free invokes. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll take that. I'll save the fate points. Yep. So now we have created an aspect of. Let me make sure I'm correct on that. 
if you tie, you create an ice, but you do. Oh, you know, you don't create the aspect, but you get a boost. So let's say, are, are you okay with that? Like that it's stopping you. You're not really being able to get a great, you're not being able to control your grip on the sign. Um, um, so I think you're going to break it and it's going to like make a big flash, but it's not going to like redirect the light. Hmm. Let's see. So like you're, you're about to break it and you're like trying to struggle and it's hard to control your strength with everything pulling against you. So you can go with that or something else can happen. Can I you haven't broken it yet, but you're kind of afraid if you keep struggling, you're just going to like end up breaking free and overpowering. So instead of that, can I, um, while I'm holding onto that scaffolding, kind of use it to pull myself forward so that I, while I'm being grabbed by the shadows, fall into the light on the other side of the sign. Okay, so what are you trying to do? Are you trying to actually still like make that pool of light? I'm trying to basically drag the shadows into the light where it currently is instead of trying to move the light. Okay, yeah, you could totally do that. And that's not even really going to cost you a fake point. Awesome. Yeah, you can, you can do that. So as they're pulling in, you, you give up on the idea of, break it, of, of redirecting the light and you instead just like kind of use that to hoist yourself through it and drag the shadows into you. Yeah. Um, as you do that, the shadows just disperse and you can see the shadowy figure wince. Oh. So you've got a boost to use on him now. You get a, a plus two to use and a, a, a near action. Got to use those boosts. You usually want to use like the next turn though. They do dissipate after a while based on, on the situation. Oh, shadow man no like light. No, he don't. <laughs> All right. All right. Who, who's going next? Um, we'll give this to um tiana what's your character's name again i'm sorry charlotte charlotte we'll pass it to charlotte then okay um okay i want to um create an advantage by shifting over into the 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 pool of light and holding up the the note like oh this note and tear it into tiny little shreds to provoke him Okay. Oh no. So you're like trying to enrage him is what you're trying doing. to trying to enrage him to the point that he'll come after me in the pool of light. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Um go ahead. Uh we're gonna I think that does sound like provoke to me. He's got a three will. This guy's pretty tough. Okay. Uh I I put a, a two in my provoke, so I will Okay. do the roll. And we're going to say that the the note is, is and that I want the note is an advan- is an aspect as well. I'm going to put that out there because that seems appropriate. Mm-hmm. Oh, All that's right. a that's a really good point. Mm. Ooh, I I'm kind of prepping you for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Uh, three blanks and a plus, so that's a three. Uh, you're going to hate this guy. He actually got a five. Damn. Oh. Okay. Oh no. Actually, yeah. So one of the things that to, to think about, this guy's pretty tough. What you might want to look for is ways that you can impact him that he's going to have a harder time defending against. That he that you can you're more doing environmental things than things that he can stop. Just as a hint. Okay. This guy's not built all that tough, at least so far, but he's definitely no pushover. <laughs> um so you got a total of three. Yes. He got a five, which is enough to stop. He just kind of, he looks at you. He looks at the note. He, as you're throwing, he's like, it was already gone. Do not fool with me. 
Can I use my boost to help her? Uh, yeah. Tell me what's happened. What happens? So, Tiana, what you're you're trying to get him to come into the light? Yeah, basically. I'm I'm trying so, to use his uh, his his desire for the note and the knowledge of it to to draw him into the light where it'll hurt him. Um, can I like while he's distracted listening to Charlotte, like grab him by the ankle and just yank him that way? Um, that feels like a bit much of that use of that boost. That would be like okay. a good free invoke on an aspect. Um, but sure, I mean he's going to be enraged, but it might be at you now. That's fine. Rex can take it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll say I'll I use that boost. Okay. That is great. He is now enraged and you have a free invoke on that. And that's now his turn. And now the problem with doing what you guys did is he can now choose to go twice in a row if he chooses. Because mm. at the end of the round, he gets to choose again and he's up to go again if he so wants. Oh, that. Okay. That makes sense. Yep, that's the disadvantage of, of stacking everybody all over. Right. Mm. I like that. That's, so that's the, an elegant solution. So the, so the first thing he's going to do is he, he he looks over at you grabbing his leg and just just yells out, be gone. Um, and the, the darkness like comes out of him like in, in, in several streamers, kind of like, uh, like the missiles in an anime, reach out and just smack into you. And I just dropped one of my dice. And I cannot possibly roll with a, a different set of dice. Well, not a mismatch. I'll have to get a different set. Yes, and I know there's a word for that, too. Thank you. What, superstitious? I was going to go with OCD, but that works. <laughs> Anyone who would like to tell stories of how my actions have impacted you or caused you problems. <laughs> okay, this guy, and he is smacking out. Oh, that's a bad roll. What, what are you doing as these things reach out to strike? And they're not like shooting out. It's more like an extension of him um, so, coming to smack you. So Rex is going to, and, and this, um, this is definitely something that the, uh, that the table can veto or, or whatever. But um, I'm thinking what could be really interesting is if Rex Basically, by by virtue of the fact that he kind of is a magical construct, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that he basically is a bit of a um, that he has some that he has resistance or an ability to kind of soak a bit of magical, a magic sponge. Yeah, where it it he tries to. Or rather, just his very nature kind of negates it because that's sort of that magical energy is kind of what fuels him and makes him function anyway. Um, okay. So, so what are you looking for here mechanically? There's a couple ways we can do this. I think that's cool. I think that sounds like a stunt. Yeah, I think that would work okay, too. And I can I can see this as two possible stunts. Um, one would be a skill swap stunt, which would basically be let you use physique instead to defend against magical attacks. Yeah, that works. You like that yeah, one? Yeah, I, I do. That, okay, that we'll sounds go with that. perfect. Knock yourself out. So 
all these these lashes of of dark shadowy magic come smacking into you and you just like let them hit you secure in your knowledge that they can't hurt you you're magical yeah i like it go ahead roll all right Ooh, now we're talking okay so um that's gonna be two two uh two pluses to two minuses so that's a wash on the dice but my physique is Mm -hmm. plus four so i've got a four on that um you're gonna hate me i rolled three pluses i rolled three pluses (laughs) he's got a he's got a five fight okay these things blast into you. You take four stress unless you want to do something else. Oh, okay. I'll take now, it. As a GM, as a GM, I'm going to tell you, this is stress is temporary. Fate points last. Yep. Okay. Even minor consequences can be good to take and aren't, aren't that bad. So I would never, I think it's always a bad idea in fate to, to spend fate points to avoid stress. Yep. Unless there's like some real, really weird edge case scenario, generally that's a bad idea. Okay, sounds good. I'm okay. I'm gonna take and you had six stress anyway, so you're not that bad. right. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the four physical stress. It is physical mm-hmm. stress, right? It is physical. This is definitely a physical scene. Cool. Now that's worth mentioning. Um, one of the things that I do, like Fate Accelerated uses a single stress track instead of two. What I personally do is, and I don't know if this is by the book or not, it's certainly book adjacent at worst. <laughs> um, but what I do is I treat it as, I, I categorize the scene as physical or mental mm. rather than the actions. And the reason is, is because I don't want to see people having to oh, everybody's shooting him with guns and I'm going to yell at him. Now I've got to burn through a second set of stress to be effective. Oh. That seems very unfun to mm. me. By saying it's the scene that makes it up, we can still have this differentiation, but not have people try to burn through two separate tracks. Gotcha. As I said, that might be rules adjacent. I, I do do a couple things where I do a little house really stuff, but I like to call it out when I'm teaching people things that are like, even if not, or even just less supported, right? Right. So, and that's one of, and I think that's a good practice though. So yeah, you're going to, it's, it's physical stress. You're going to take four points of physical stress, leaving you with two. So yeah, as, as you do this, you're like, I can hurt, I can take this. Oh, I'm not so sure. They slam into you. You can take it, but you don't want to. Oh, okay. You can take it, but that hurt. Yeah. (laughs) When, when he got hit, did he bleed? No, he did not bleed. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can I spend a fate point that he bleeds? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Unless. All right. <laughs> and Mr. Shadowy figure decides he's going to go again. Of course. What a jerk. I mean, jerk. he is. He is. I mean, we didn't let him go, though. So, I mean, maybe we are also jerks. <laughs> Are we the baddies? No, couldn't be. Are couldn't we be. the bad guys? The, the, the true jerk was the, fr- was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so accurate. All right. So what he's going to do now is he's got you reeling. You're still off balance, Sam. Um, Charlotte's, Charlotte's in, the, in the best case just kind of going up. Oh, I guess I tore it up, but nothing really happened. He's going to start. He reaches out his arms to the shadows around him and starts raising his hand. And I'm going to say that is a, uh, I'm going to call that a created. And I'm going to call that an overcome because what he's trying to do is summon some help. 
I hate I Shadow Man so aspects. much now already. <laughs> He's such a jerk, and I don't know anything However, about However, there's him. enough Lee on the lights here. That's going to be pretty hard for him. Good. So he's got a plus four lore, and he's going to do that. And I'm going to say that's like a difficulty four, at least, because of all the neon lights. Uh, and he fails. He, he, he reaches up with the shadows, and there's, there's, no, there's no shadow is um, coming. And, uh, yeah, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna take that. Uh, and he's going to go ahead and let uh, Rex go next. Oh, boy. Okay. So Rex is a little peeved. And by the way, just so you know, mm-hmm. I have three fate points. The reason I didn't burn one of those to make it a success is that would only brought it up to zero, mm. which would have still had to be success at a minor cost, which would have meant that something about the summing didn't still work right, and I didn't really feel like burning two fate points to make that work. Mm. Okay. Oh, no, wait a second. Yes, he absolutely is. I changed my mind. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. So... Oh no! He 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 starts bringing up the <laughs> oh, shadows no, are no, not no. coming. You, you can see his you can see him grimace with effort as he puts more of himself into the shadows, bringing them. But that's still not enough. So all of the blood that was shot at him starts pooling into the shadow creatures <gasps> that he is bringing up. And then there's two creatures that look somewhere between a a, a wolf and uh, some kind of lizard that are now growling at you, congealed blood swirling around with the shadows as they glare at you. Hmm. Sam, do something about this. <laughs> and we're going to give it to Sam. Oh, okay. All right. I uh, see that. Uh, he, I thought that was cool. That's, that's I thought very that was cool, cool. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> it, it was cool. I liked it. I like using the environment and the stuff that we've created. It's very dynamic. Right, we're not as constrained by the exact definition of every ability. So yeah, and he burned off the boost that he got from you in the process of that. Yeah, Rex, he, he, like used, blood he used monster. a lot of he used a lot of resources for that. So Sam is looking at these this wolf and this lizard and is going, "Am I really seeing these things? I feel pretty woozy." <laughs> um, and and then he he goes into a flashback sequence earlier in the day. He's standing in front of a teacher or or a a teenager and the teenager says, uh, welcome to Subway. What can I get you? (laughs) And and uh, then Sam's like more spinach, more. And the teenager's just looking at him like he's insane. It's nothing but a tortilla wrap and a bunch of spinach. (laughs) And it's just more and more. (laughs) And Sam reaches into his jacket in the present. And unwraps the subway, which is going to give our show the uh, product placement it requires. Yeah. <laughs> while, while, while also uh, Sam bites into it in the hopes of uh, increasing the iron content of his blood. And the okay. circumference okay. of his forearms. I'm not even going to charge you a faith point for that declaration. I think I think we're OK with that. Um, go ahead, and that's just, there's not really much Shadow Man can do against that. So go ahead and give me a uh, create advantage. Um, man, I don't know. I what feel like eat? it's almost like a physique or something, maybe. <laughs> Fairly low opposition, like one. It's just, you know, right. getting enough of it in you to kind of help it, make that help out. Okay. Uh, Shadow Man be like, oh, spinach wraps my only weakness. <laughs> All right. I think I'm going to put myself at one physique. Um, I want to be kind of slight. 
but I do need to have some sort of resource to work with. Okay. So that gets me a one total. To okay, eat my so sandwich. that's going to get you a that's going to get you a boost. So it's going to get you a little bit of power, but not quite the lingering uh, help that you were hoping to get. Okay, who's um, the only other thing? Because I don't know how much we can do. Can I also like move around and stuff? Yeah, you can move one zone. Okay, so and we're just kind of assuming that this is all close enough that it's basically one zone, but we could we could spread it out more if you wanted to. I want to line up so that any residual blood or the animals. Um, are on the opposite side of the shadow man, me and the light. So I'm just trying to get a, a draw straight line going me light shadow animal, if possible. Okay. More or less. I'm not sure what you're aiming at there, but we'll, we'll deal with that's that. That's it. Okay, cool. And Who's up? Charlotte. Okay. Um, recognizing that the shadow creatures are, uh, very powerful in the shadows. I, I want to try to, uh, create an advantage using magical lore to try and get a bunch of power through the neon sign to try to make it just like blindingly bright. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know that there's going to be too much he can do from where he's at with that. So that sounds pretty, pretty darn unopposed. Um, let's call that a uh, lore against a passive opposition like two. It's already pretty bright. Okay. Uh, so I got a, I got two negatives, a positive and a blank. So that's a negative one plus my lore of four is a three. You done succeeded. It's like, it's extra like almost bright painfully lights. bright up here. Yep. You got extra bright lights with one free invoke. And actually that's going to give him some passive opposition to everything he does, which means that everything he does, it's going to be harder for him. That does not stack with your active opposition, but it does mean he has to be both. So let's say that it's basically going to be like a one or a two, depending on what he's doing. And you roll a horrible defense of like minus three because you just totally die on your rolls. He still has to beat that too. You have an effective two defense just because it's hard for him to do stuff because of the law. Excellent. Now, mind you, he also might be smart enough to then try to actually break the neon light so they don't make any light at all. Sure. Which will also, which will, you know. Um, basically kind of be as a double overcome. And, and the, well, I'll leave the neon lights in general, but the extra lights will go away. If that happens, you also do lose that free invoke. Okay. So, but the bright lights do not go away once you do the free invoke. Mm, that's. So it's, it's like, again, it's like that kind of thing that happens. The lights are still there, but that like kind of dramatic turnaround, you only get to do once. But the lights are still there and are still impacting things. Okay, I think I... We haven't even done a single invoke yet. Actually, yeah, we did. Okay, go ahead. I, I think I understand. So just to be clear, when he did the... Um, the uh, Using his power to kind of use the fake point and, and, and bring the shadows up extra hard and kind of you saw him flex, for lack of a better word, that was an invoke. That was... It looked like he was going to fail, but, but he, he did a thing that, you know, showed the extra effort and his extra determination to kind of succeed through. That's how we do invokes. It's kind of... They call it the ellipsis trip. It looks like you're going to fail, dot, dot, dot. But then this happens. That changes what happens. Mm. Okay. Should have called that out more when I did. My That's bad. fun. All right. So who's up, Charlotte? Is it Rex or is it Shadow Dude? I'm going to pass it to Shadow Dude, actually, because I don't want him to have two stacked turns. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Okay. Well, guess what? He is still mad at Rex. Heck. Sorry. Oh, and actually, we also have Shadow Creatures. Oh. They work together. Mm. So is that one they turn? They what we call a mob. Okay. So they each get their, their uh, an individual turn separate from Shadow Man? 
they get a separate turn together. Okay. Um, um, so you you can give it to Shadow Critters too. Sure. I kind of want to see what they do. So I'll, I'll pass it off to the Shadow Creatures. Wonderful. Sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. You, I mean, do you really want them to have like four turns all at once? That would be insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great. It's great. Okay, so Shadow Man looks over at you and says, punish her. The two wolf lizard shadow blood monstrosities start charging you, making a a horrible growling, hissing noise, splashing blood on the ground as they do so, leaping up at you. What are you going to do about that? You're going to defend yourself somehow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like yeah. a good idea. I mean, it seems like it would be a bad idea to not. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, sit there and take it. No, that seems like a really bad idea. I just don't know what all I can do besides like throw my arms up in front of my face to try and defend a little bit. Um You can definitely jump out of the way. That's the obvious one. How big is this pool of light and would I have to jump out of it in order to get out of the way? No, I mean, it's basically you put the whole neon light thing into overdrive. So it's it's really covering most of the uh, the the uh, rooftop, the rooftop. At this OK, point. then I do want to try to dive out of the way and not be there. OK, that sounds like athletics to me. They are fighting, Whew. which is about the only thing they're good at, but they're not actually even that great at it. Yeah, that's OK, because Charlotte's not good at it either. She's very mind, not a lot of body. But so, yeah, I've, I'm a neutral on athletics. And what's your skill? No, I mean, uh, uh, my my skill is is neutral. I haven't rolled yet. Oh, your skill is zero? You're deciding to leave it at yes. zero? Okay. And I and, and um, I got a zero roll on the uh, on the dice. A plus, oh, a minus, and twos, and two blanks. <sighs> they got a four on their fight. I rolled a plus one. They've got a, a fight of three because they normally have two, but there's two of them. They're working together. So that gives them a teamwork bonus. Oh, sweet baby um, Jesus. So that's for stress. So you you try to dodge out of the way, but they are just tracking you. They are just two two on the ball. They are leaping out at you. It looks like they're probably going to hit you. Dot dot dot. Unless. So I'm not completely clear. What happens if stress hits all? Because I I only have three boxes, right? So what happens if? So what happens when you take a, a hit? You have to absorb the stress or be taken out. The two ways you can do that are consequences and stress. Stress is free. It doesn't have any impact on anything, and it goes away at the end of the scene. So your three points are just free. Um, that leaves one point, and really it should be two points. The rest you can take out with consequences. A consequence is something that represents an injury, some mental scar, something that's going to stay with you a while. In this case, you could take two points with your minor consequence. You have a, a minor, a moderate, and a major, at minus two, minus four, minus six. That would absorb the two stress. It would give them a free invoke on your minor consequence that they can use after this turn, um, but it at least gets you out of the immediate firing range. The other thing that you could do is you could decide to burn one of your three fate points to increase your defense so you only took two stress. Um, That's kind of a 50-50 shot here. I I could make an argument either way. Minor consequences are like, you know, a minor thing that you you just have to kind of bandage up and goes away, you know, after another scene. Yeah, like... So that they're not a really big deal, but they do get the plus two, which just means you're really kind of deferring the pain. Right. Yeah, I'll use one of my fate points um, to say that I I see them like 
diving at me and there's this moment of of clarity as I'm looking at them and for a second it's 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 like the Sherlock Holmes scan of seeing what exactly is going to happen and I push a little bit harder with my knowledge to uh, triangulate the exact angle to dart out of the way so I don't take as much pain. That sounds like, an, like you're invoking secret master of logical lore to me. Sure. And that is a great example of that. So you are down one fake point and you take two stress, leaving you with one stress and two fake points. The dogs jump in. The dogs still manage to clip you, um, but they don't really manage to do any damage. You know, their teeth are, are, are gnashing at you, trying to get you, but they end up kind of bouncing off of your leg and leaving you with a nasty bruise. Okay. And they are going to give it over to Sam. Okay. Um, I am probably going to get the wording here wrong, but since the creatures are on Charlotte... And I know I need Charlotte in order to mm-hmm. save my wife uh, from her disease while also going mm-hmm. underneath. Can I invoke that aspect uh, in order to get some kind of boost with my new ironized blood? Um, if you need to, I would certainly allow that as an invoke, yes. Okay. So what I want to do then is basically... Um, fire out a tendril of blood into them, connecting uh, my new to my old blood and basically create a pair of leashes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> On, onto, the, onto the critters? Okay, cool. That sounds like a created advantage. Um, they're going to try and get out of the way of that, but they're not going to be all that good at it. Um, they're, they're working together actually doesn't help them in that case, and they're not as athletic as they are fighty. Nice. Fighty bitey. So that sounds sh- pretty shooty to me. Hell yeah. All right. All right. I cast Here. Blood Leash. <laughs> blood Leash. Hell yeah. This is one of my new moves. It's in the repertoire. <laughs> All right. Pretty metal. <laughs> what, what's fun about that, too, is I would not have thought of that beforehand as like, oh, here's a thing I'll want to do with this. Heck yeah. Right. Uh, so that's a total of five. Oh, nice. Okay. Let's see what they get. I am rolling ridiculously well. However, they only get a three. Okay. So, yes, they absolutely have a blood leash on them with a free invoke of it. Okay. So, what do I do with that invoke, actually? like So, like how um, Elizabeth invoked her... Uh, Charlotte. Or Charlotte. Charlotte how Charlotte invoked her uh, magical lore to kind of make it look like it was she was going to lose, but she kind of Sherlock Holmes out for a second, used that knowledge to change that loss into a well, a less bad loss, that's exactly what you can do. Okay. Um, it basically means that when it looks like something's going to go a certain way, before we do the final resolution, you can add an additional bit of narration and get a plus two or a re-roll. Okay. You almost always want the plus two. The only way you want a re-roll is if like, you rolled like negative four or something. Okay. So ultimately, the number I gave you had no bonus on it from that. That was just skill plus dice. Right. Okay. So was it just a thing where I didn't ultimately have to spend that? No, you didn't have to spend that at okay. all. All right. Got it. You don't. The only time that you ever really want to spend an invoke until before the dice roll is if you know that the action is going to make the invokes go away because the aspect. If you have like a free invoke on I'm on a ledge over the bad guys and you jump down, spend the invoke because after you are on the ground you're not on the ledge anymore so the aspect and the invokes go away hmm. you can't 
you can't invoke I'm above you if you're not above you, right? doesn't make okay. sense. Um, that's the only time you really want to kind of pre-invoke. And just to remember, you guys have three free invokes sitting on there right now. Whoa. You've got he's still in rage. You've got the extra bright lights and you've got the blood leech. So you've got a plus two that you can basically use anytime one of those can is appropriate. Ooh. Anyway, it is Shadow Man's turn. Man. And he, what's he going to do? Yeah, I think he's sick of these extra bright lights. I think they're annoying him. So he reaches out with the shadows onto the neon and starts trying to crush it between his shadowy shadow shadowness. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, we're going to call that physique at a plus two, and I'm going to say that's a plus two for him to uh, opposition. However, if he looks like he succeeds, you can even use the invoke of the extra bright lights against him. Mm. Hint, hint, hint. Gotcha. So he only gets a plus. Actually, he did get a plus three. So he looks like he's he reaches up and he's struggling through and he's starting to crush the sign. And it looks like it's starting to give now, way. Can dot dot dot. Can can I oppose that with a defend? You sure can. How, what are you doing? I well, again, it's not. Can you do a defend? It's what can your character do to stop? I it? I would like to simply. Um, Actually, this this could be cool. Thinking about the um, the stunt uh, that I have that allows me to uh, basically be a bit of a magic sink. What if mm-hmm. I was able to also physically interact with um, like magical energies to be able to physically grab onto his like shadow tendrils and try to pull them off. I think that's stretching it a bit okay. far because we kind of already scoped it as, I mean, that could be another stunt if you sure. wanted. I mean, but I, I think the, sh- I think the shadows are tangible enough that you can interact with them. With oh, them. great. In that case, I mean, they're destroying physical oh, things. That, that's so. true. That's true. Um, so in that case, uh, I would like to, have Rex basically just grab onto the tendrils and try to pull them off the sign. Okay, go ahead. That sounds more like, that sounds probably like physique to me. Since he's like right there, that's a reasonable thing that you could grab. All right. Oh, baby. Okay, so that's going to be two blanks and two pluses. So that comes out at a plus six, baby. Stars and stones. That is that is a success with yeah! style since he only got a plus three, which means you get a boost on All him. right. So I would like to basically, since I've got a hold of the shadow tendrils, I want to basically take them and use those um, and basically fling him by by yanking the shadow tendrils so that he lands smack in to the extra bright lights that he has not okay. been able to take down. You're going to have to do that on okay. your turn. You, the, so this was his um, attempt to create advantage. You stopped that. So that's kind of his chance to do that. And then when, on your turn, you've used, I mean, you physically still have the tendrils, yep. right? Um, so you can do that on your turn. But not until you're okay. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. What are we gonna have? 
so that boost from the, the success with style isn't something that needs to be mm-hmm. used immediately. Like your next okay. turn or so. Gotcha. I mean, it usually lasts like a turn or two, but we're not going to let it last Yeah, forever. fair enough. Okay. Um, so. Awesome. That was cool. He was the last one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Yeah, he was the last one. I haven't. No, he was the last turn in yeah, that round. I, because I, I haven't, I haven't actually gone in a while. I think he's gone like Sam? three times. Rex. Rex? Did no one pass it to Rex? Because it was going to either be me or Shadow Man or the or the creatures. It got passed to the creatures and then oh, okay. uh, then it went to Shadow Man. I, I apologize. Then it is definitely your turn. I thought he had passed it to you and you had done something, but I guess I am. That's incorrect. OK. Um it is your turn. So I'm going to do what we were talking about before and basically use the uh, the shadows to fling him into the into the light. So, I mean, the light is pretty much all over the rooftops. There's not a lot of he's still he's already basically in the light. He's he is getting impacted right. by that. And that he has basically a passive opposition of two on everything. I'm going to I'm going to try to ratchet it up then. And instead of just sure. flinging him into the lit area, I'm going to try to whip him around and literally smash him into the neon lights themselves. Okay. And that sounds like and an see attack. If we can knock him out. That sounds like an attack yeah. to me. So go ahead. He is going to try to, uh, yeah, as you've got it, he's going to like start whipping his, you know, even though you've got his tentacles, he's going to start trying to whip him around and try to use them and use the ends to get to you and fight you off. Okay. Um, um, sounds like an attack. Uh, what do we want to call that? I'll give you physique. All right. And, and he's defending with fight. And is there a way I can, um, leverage any of the current aspects? Um, you've got, you've got free invokes on three of them plus a boost. Okay. I'd like to use my boost on this. Okay, so I w- again wait until oh. you get the result before you roll it because it might not gotcha. be worth it. Okay, let's roll then. Okay, so we've got one minus and we've got two pluses, one minus. So one of those is going to cancel and we got a blank. So we got one plus and then the physique score of four. So that's a total of five. Okay, he got two pluses. And he has a fight of five. So he got seven. So you're down by two. Holy hells. So you're so, so far, well, we got the fate points and this is actually a good thing to see because this guy's hard to fight. This is what's going to happen when you, when you attack him, even with your peak skills, because he's, um, so you're, you're trying to grab him. You know, the, 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 the tentacles keep slapping you in the face and knocking you around and, and kind of wiggling out of the way. You know, he's just kind of using his skill with those to, to prevent you from doing that. Dot, dot, dot. So here's some enra- things you could do. He's still so enraged at you that maybe he forgets his skill for a second and tries to overpower and lets you judo him. The extra bright lights, maybe as he's doing it, he gets a caught, he gets an, you know, uh, an eyeful of the bright lights and, and cringes. Maybe, well, the blood leeches are going to be pretty hard to, to validate in mm-hmm. this case. I don't know how you get those in there. But then you also have the general boost from him being caught off. So those are three things that are easy to invoke. Or you could spend some of your fate points on some of your aspects to invoke as well, or any of the other ones, such as 
you know, the rain soaks, soaks its rooftop. Maybe he's so I would like to so, use the uh, I would like to invoke one of my own aspects. I would use the free aspects first, the free invokes first because oh. they're free. They oh. go away. Fake points would last till the next scene until you get a refresh. So always use your free. So invokes let's first. let's use the 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 free boost because that's going to go away okay. soon anyway. Okay, that is so he's struggling, but you're just kind of pushing through, and, and it seems like you know he's you're still not really entirely making uh, all the headway on him, but you're definitely closer. Um, it definitely seems more even right now. And let's let's use the free invoke on the extra bright lights and say that basically, since it's kind of in a bit of a tug of war. He gets pulled just enough where the light kind of flashes in his eyes and he flinches and that's enough. Okay, that's then now you're up by two and that's going to mean you do two stress to him. You could also blow that enraged enraged in, uh, in free invoke and get up to four stress. Yeah, let's do it and make him, uh, you know, let's say that maybe he slips on our rain soaked rooftop. Um, it's got to be based on enraged. If you're going to use a free and rage one, if you want to invoke rain, rain soaks rooftop yourself, that's cool too. And that would cost. A oh, fake. okay. Gotcha. Well, so there has to narrate. You have to narrate based upon the actual aspect. So you could say like, as the light hits his eyes, you know, he just like, oh, just loses his, his, his demeanor and his calm because he's already enraged. And that gives you the opening. I'd certainly yeah, go for I that. Think that works. Cool. We'll go with that then. Um, and that, and you throw him into the light. Um, fortunately for you, that does not take the light out. Right. And he kind of flops down from that and slowly gets up and stares at you. All right. Who goes next? Uh, let's see. So he went. Let's. This new round. New round. Everybody's okay, gone. So let's give it over to Sam cuz he's got these doggos on a on a leash and that looks like mm-hmm. that could that could be interesting right now. Okay, awesome. Um what I would like to do I will say I will say the way I see this just so we're okay. clear. You've got him on the leash. That was explicitly done to protect Charlotte. Yes. So Charlotte, they're the leash, they're not they can't get to Charlotte since they're on the leash. You're holding the leash. They can get to you. Oh. Okay. It doesn't mean they're controlled. They're okay. Got it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got a Doberman. Sometimes he's on a leash, and trust me, he's not. Controlled. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, sometimes you walk the dogs. At times, the dog walks you. It's what that's I'm okay. I'm not trying to uh, manipulate them in that way. Uh, yeah, what yeah. I, I just again, this is one of the things that you want to do with fate is just want to make sure that everybody's on mm-hmm. the same page and everybody has an understanding. Okay. Uh, I think what I would like to do is um, reposition myself so that the shadow man is between me and the dogs. Okay. And then what I want to do is yank the blood leashes really hard. uh, So they tear out of the dogs, slash through the shadow man and then return to me essentially as usable weapons. Um, okay, cool. So, so like hardened blood grappling hooks, ripping through things. Dang. Ow. Mm. There's been a lot of setup for it. I ate a, I yeah. ate the, the iron packed, uh, <laughs> rep. There you go. 
So, and, and that, but you got the benefit of the iron pack already. Okay. And that you were able to boost your blood. So, normally, the way that you do it, if you attack multiple things that are in a mob, you just spread your attack to and just kind of goes through mm-hmm. them. Um, attacking multiple things with a single action in fate usually requires that you split the results of your roll, which generally means it's going to be ineffective, especially this dude with his high fight. It's probably not going to be super duper effective mm-hmm. on that. Um, so it really depends on how you want to do this mechanically. Um, doing an attack against the dogs is super straightforward, and it's probably going to do a lot of bad to them, especially since I know your, your physics pretty good, right? Uh, no. <laughs> it's it's <Okay>. one. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that seems like a strength thing more than I was, anything I was else. thinking of it like, uh, like reeling in, right? Like I have yeah. like essentially blood telekinesis, right? So... So yeah. I'm pulling, but it's still a strength move. It's still force. It's not skill. It's mm. not shooting. You're kind of ripping things out. Okay, I might need is to how it reads to me. Consider that. Can I? It wouldn't be athletics. That's slightly better. Um, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, okay. So whatever happens, it's cool. I want to try it anyway. <laughs> Um, hey, this might be a good place for a stunt. Okay. So my stunt um, that I have, maybe something that, you know, this is an idea. Okay. Um, maybe a stunt that gives you plus two to physique when you are using, uh, an extension of your blood to, to move things. Okay. That sounds pretty reasonable. Nice. That would, that would jump your physique up to plus three, which would probably be enough to give the doggos a bad day. <laughs> okay. Then let's make that a stunt. Uh, by the way, is there a um, limit to the amount of stunts you have? Yes. The limit is you can have up to three stunts for free uh-huh. and you can pay one point of refresh for another stunt. Up, you can get up and as long as you have a point of refresh. Left. Okay. And refresh is the amount of fate points that you start with at the beginning of the uh, beginning of typically a game, unless you ended up with more fate points than that at the end of the last one. So, like if you have a refresh of three, which is default, and you end up with zero fate points at the end of the session, next session you have three fate points. However, if you ended up with six fate points, then you know you you still have six fate points. We're not going to take them away. Okay, awesome. How many fun, how many stunts do you have? Uh, I have two with that one. Okay, do your perfect. Okay, uh, here we go. They're going to try to fight against it, but they're, again, they're, th- them working together isn't really going to help you because they're on separate leashes. It's not going to help them, so their physique is not very good. Um, and they did not roll very well. Okay, well, that's good because I didn't either. Oh, no. <laughs> What'd you get? So I got a total of one. Okay. Um, they got a total of zero. All right. Um, but you could definitely... Uh, burn one of your burn that free invoke on the blood leash if you want. Yes, let's do that. So we can what pump that to two or three total. Yeah. Okay. So what's going to happen then is it sounds like you know you go and you're like, er, I'm going to rip this out, and they're struggling against it, but the blood leash is just kind of hooked into them, and, and they're, as they're struggling against it, they can't really do as effective a job. One of them comes out and rips rips that dog apart. Nice. It is. It just splatters everywhere. Um, dot dot dot. You can still spend another one if you so choose. Yes. Another fate point. Now the another fate point, another plus two will not be enough to actually 
um, take the other dog out, but it'd be pretty darn close. So what determines that? Is that because of what he rolled or they have two stress okay. each? Okay. So they're fairly tough, but they're actually not very good at fighters. They're not very effective. Okay. Um, so why was it enough to kill one, but not the other? Because you did three points of stress. Okay. Which is enough for them. The first one soaked two points of stress. The third point was enough to take him out because gotcha. it wasn't soaked. Now, if you do another three points, the same thing would happen to the second. Mm. I see. You do have you do have three fate points. Okay, so I think I'll just hold that leash then. Okay, and cool. so that'll be actually a really interesting situation where I'm holding one, and the other I have like essentially another tool to use. Uh, what happened with? Well, I, th- I I think I think with that because well yeah yeah you have you can have the blood leashes in advantage that's fine yeah. and when I ripped the other doggo apart the uh, the goal was to have it line up with Shadow Man however um, unlikely that is yeah that that because you just did as an attack on on the mob we didn't split the shifts which is what you would have had okay uh, so it just comes to me and there's nothing else yeah okay that's fine yeah all right and then i'm looking at this dog that i have the hook in he's probably at the very least noticed and so like i'm definitely kind of going ah crap (laughs) (laughs) oh wait Uh, wait wait team uh, four star uh oh crap baskets crap baskets (laughs) and all right who 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 gets to go now i know want to know what the dogs do Now, or the dog, the dog dog doing, um, he is going to jump over the shadow man and try to land on you and, and express his displeasure. How civilized of him. Mm -hmm. Can't really blame him. You just tore apart his pack mate. So what are you going to do? Is this, is this blood shadow lizard wolf thing jumps on top of you? Um, I want to defend by stealthing into the light where he maybe can't see me. I don't understand shadow physics. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's basically in the light. Okay. Right. So I can't. Okay. I was thinking, oh, I'd be clever. It was like reversed. He normally hide in shadows, but this time he hide in light because we're yeah. shadow guys. But no. I mean, if he's already locked on you, he knows where you are. He's literally got a leash leading to you. Like, if he wasn't staring at you, I'd probably go for that and allow the stealth into the light. That would be really cool. But since he's kind of, like, directly engaged with you, that's going to be a little harder to get away, away from. I mean, you could try it, but, and you could do that still as a create advantage if mm. you wanted. Um, but, like, as immediate defense, I think that's, that's pushing What if I just say he absolutely bites me? Can I, do I get, like, a fate point out of that? Um... Like, if I just say, I offer him my arm. Oh, jeez. Why are you offering him your arm? Because while he's going to hurt me, I'm now going to have access to more blood. Whoa. So that's not really a compel because you're getting an advantage. Oh. Otherwise, I would totally, you know, if there's something where, like, you had the I'm a masochist, you know, uh, aspect and you're just like, I'm just going to let him hurt me because that's what I would do because it screws me over. But, you know, that I'm okay with that. Um, I would totally give you a fake point for that because in this case, you're kind of trying to use him to get blood. Right. Um, I, I'm not going to allow that. I will. What I will let you do is let him attack you undefended, which means he might do some damage and then you can have that blood. It's going to be right there for use. Just narrative. Mm. Let's do it. Is that yeah, work? let's do it. All right. Here comes. The, oh, my. <laughs> Did he just absolutely wreck my ass? 
not as bad as it looked like it was going to be at first. Uh, he got a plus four. However, he is in light. And as I said, that gives him an automatic two. That gives you an automatic two defense. It's just hard for him to do stuff. So he's going to do two stress to you. Okay. And I have three, you said? Okay. Yep. So now you're down to one. Uno stress. <laughs> and it's nothing real deep or, la- or lasting. But he did manage to kind of rake his, his claws and teeth into you and draw a little blood. So we're going to give you that. Sweet. Um, Doggo's going to go ahead and give it to Charlotte. Okay. Um, seeing the, the, the shadow man out in the light now, effectively, I want to, uh, use my knowledge of, of magical abilities and gather some of the light from, from the neon and use it as like a lance to shoot through him. Cool. I like it. That sounds like a shoot. Go for Mm. it. Okay. Um, can I do a stunt with that? Where, where? Sure. What stunt I do you want? I would like to uh, do the the skill switch thing that we talked about uh, earlier, okay. where I would be able to use lore instead of shoot for magical shooty things, okay. like magic projectiles. Okay, so I'm gonna push back a Please. little on this because generally we want stunts to be usable about three times per session, mm-hmm. and when when would you not be shooting with magic, <laughs> right? Mm. You're, you're shooting with magic all That's the fair. time. Um, so can we think of a condition that applies here that would make sense to apply that so that we can have a little more scope? I can't think of anything. If you have any suggestions. Well, we can worry about that later. Let's just go ahead and say that it applies for right now. Okay, if you're sure. I am totally okay with that. We'll pencil that okay. in. So I'm using lore instead of shoot. Okay. Yep. Okay, and he's going to try and dodge to the side. Ah, got a negative two on the roll, so that's a two even. And he actually also got a two even. So you're gonna. So it looks like he's he's not gonna quite get out of the way, but you're he almost gets out of the way. Um, but it looks like it's just gonna be kind of a, a glancing hit, or it actually looks like it's probably gonna miss. But he had to dodge a little harder than he wanted to. He's probably gonna be a little off balance. Dot dot dot. In other words, unless you want to invoke something. Am I still able to use a free invoke on the extra bright lights, or has it already been used for this scene? That that was okay. used. You can invoke it with one of your own fake points. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll use a fate point to draw on the extra bright light and kind of give it an extra uh, spin, basically, to make it a little bit more powerful than he might have been expecting. Okay, cool. So it looks like he's going to have to dodge it. And actually, I think you probably just throw another lance at mm, him. Yeah. Okay. And it looks like it's going straight at him. But then all of a sudden he poofs and you see him recongeal in a, in a slightly more shadowy place. But he definitely looks exhausted from that effort as well. And he definitely looks off balance. He just burned a fake point to invoke everywhere of shadows. Mm. Okay. So you can, you can keep doing that more if you want. You want to invoke something else. You can't invoke the same aspect more than once if you use fake points for it. You can just spend as many free invokes as you want and one fake point per aspect. So are there any free invokes left? Uh, nope. Everyone's okay. burned them. Hmm. So you're going to let them get away with that or are you going to put the pain to them? I think that I would like to use my final fate point to invoke the aspect rain-soaked rooftop so that when he okay. lands in that place that's a little more shadowy, his feet go up from under him and he slides mm. further back into the light. 
Yeah, I like it. And as he does, you can tell he's just so the light is just kind of almost withering him away as he does that. No, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. And he, he definitely, uh, yeah, he's actually taking a minor consequence oh. of partially burned away. Ooh. That means you get a free invoke on that, too. Yay. Who's next, Charlotte? Uh, who hasn't gone yet? So we've had the Shadow Beasties. We've had me, Sam. Wind. I think it's. I think it's down. Uh, I think this time Rex hasn't, and Shadow Dude hasn't. Okay, I'll I'll pass it to Shadow Man because I actually kind of want to see what he's going to do with that. Take that, Victor Shadow Man. <laughs> with with, uh, with with the out much. loud note that that Rex hasn't gone yet, so we need to make sure that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Which means he's next. Okay, shadowy figure now is disheveled. In a bad place, hurting. Um, he's seen one of his dogs be completely obliterated. Uh, he ain't feeling it. He's he's just even more angry. But he's going to take a shot at Rex. Rex has earned his. I mean, I, I get. So it. he kind of runs over to Rex and just again does the thing with the with the shadow tentacles coming out of him and just kind of going the multi pummel route. All right. And I can't roll now. What's Rex doing? He's. He's just going to defend against it, um, or rather, like... Well, what's he doing? Let's see. Um, 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 he'll try... He can still... Rex has got that stud, so he can just, you know, basically take the blow. Yeah, I think he will. He'll just use physique and okay. def- and just try to soak the hit, because that's, you know, that's that's what he does. He, that's That's what he instinctively relies on. Cool. Roll it. Okay. So that's three blanks and a minus. So actually, y'all things considered, it's not terrible. So that's going to be a overall, that's a three. Okay. He got a five. So you you try to tank it, but as this stuff comes in, it's just, it's hard. Dot, dot, dot. This is where you can invoke make uh, invoke a fate point if you want, or we'll go to taking stress and consequences. Let's see. Um, it's only two stress coming in. Let's see. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take the two stress then. Okay. So if you're not going to do anything more, he is actually going to, as he does this and they hit you, you kind of like get knocked back a little and then more tendrils come out of him. And slam into you again. He's invoking shadowy figure to burn his last fate. No, that would make it four fate points or four stress, unless you want to do something to Um, mitigate that. In that case, Jiminy Cricket. Um, You know what? I am. Ooh, okay. So he's lashing out at me with uh, with Mm -hmm. the tendrils. Yeah. Can I? try to I feel like that would be um, something I'd have to do on my turn uh, something Probably. I could defend with I I can't think of anything I think I just have to take it okay um, I mean the neon lights and the extra bright lights could certainly be invoked if you wanted to spend the fate point let's see those are the obvious ones you know what yeah let's or just a flesh wound See, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, I think let's try to invoke, it's just a flesh wound. 
Okay. So, so do you want to narrate that or you want me to? Because I've got. Why ideas. don't you do it? That'll that'll help me kind of wrap my head around okay. it. How how much stress did you have? I think you had two I had stress two left, stress right? left. Okay, perfect. He's going to do four stress, except he's going to do two. And we're going to do that invoke. So the first two, the first the 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 tendrils slam into you, knock you back, reeling. That's harder than you mm. expected. And just as you're recovering up, another set of tendrils comes out knocking off like parts of your flesh and parts of your side and chunks of your your leg but nothing really critical you'll be okay all right oh jeez okay and with that with that he just kind of looks down and he says later dogs dog go and he starts trying to disappear into the shadows so what he's doing now is conceding he's giving up the fight He's gotten beat up. He he doesn't want to continue this anymore. It just ain't worth it to him. And this is how most conflicts in fate should actually end is with a concession. Whether the heroes or the enemies win, it's normally you concede out. Mm. And you guys got you guys got to, you know, basically not give up the secret of what the message was, which was probably your main stakes, but we should have clarified that. That's a good point. Um, does that work for you? It also means you don't have to spend any more fate points or anything trying to whittle him mm-hmm. down more. So that's the very minimum that you get out. So he he is he is leaving also, which he is done. We can talk about what that looks like, but he is okay. Done. So that also means that at least from him, um, and the dogs will leave with him. They're okay, just so that means that you know more stress won't be coming our way. So that gives us, um, you know, if we do call it quits. Um, or rather, if we let him go, then that uh, that gives us a chance to recover any stress uh, without right. risking having to take consequences. Exactly. You're not going to burn any more faith points. You're not going to burn any consequences. You get the main thing you wanted, and he's out of all of his stuff. Um, and plus, I think we've been going for a while, so I figured this is probably a good time to wrap. Probably, yeah, yeah. It's two hours in. Yeah. So I think that was well called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even realize. But that is normally where I would have killed the conflict anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good stopping cool. point for the conflict. I just want to say, Andrew, I was going to form the rest of my blood into like an axe yeah. and then give it to you. Oh, that would have been so freaking cool. Nice. That, that was my idea for the big finisher. Oh, that's, that's a freaking <laughs> killer idea. Nice. Next time. So next time. What did everyone think? Let's just kind of do a quick wrap up. What did everyone think? How, how did that flow for everybody? I think for me, it was, it felt really good. It felt really uh, dynamic and fun, even when some of my ideas didn't necessarily pan out. Mm. Like it still felt much more interactive in, in a way. Um, I think I'm not a hundred percent clear on on okay. all the mechanics just yet but i feel a lot closer okay yeah we can definitely do a a better recap if you guys have uh uh some um you know want to take the time and come up with the things you're a little less clear on we can go over those and kind of why and how so, they work that'd be i think great topic topic right i think what i'm hoping to get out of this is i want to be able to run it pretty quickly and so i yeah. want to yeah know uh all the workings behind the curtain right so and of course a lot of that will just come with reading but i do feel much more comfortable than i did last week 
yeah, actually getting to get hands on and be like, okay, they, this is what works in this situation. And this is what doesn't really work. And here's why it makes it make a lot more sense to me. Very much so. Was yeah. it fun? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, that was a real blast. I, I love how, um, like, I think one of my favorite things about having been through that encounter is how, like, the particulars of, like, you know, like Adam wanting to do the blood leash thing, you know, on the fly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were playing D&D and that wasn't a verbatim spell that you had, that just would not be something you could really do where right here you're kind of getting to kind of getting to customize your own power set as you go, which is so cool. And it's, it's very, it's very kind of unique in, and it gives you this sort of real time character creation vibe where like, as you play, it's almost like a, it's it's like an advent calendar where like you 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 <laughs> pop open new little boxes and are like ooh what do we have in here like let's <laughs> it's like all these little you know treats that were kind of hidden before and you're kind of discovering things as you go yeah and i think it's like you know i the example i always use is like force field powers in a superheroes comic or superhero game someone has force field powers what does that mean well in a in a most tabletop games it means you have to specify each way that this can be used as a separate you know instance of the power mm. blah, 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 blah. And that's not how it works in comics and comics is just like okay i can do force field things and then sometimes they do new cool things with force fields and it works because it's a force field thing and they're a force yeah. field person and fate that's how, that's what fate does. It doesn't really expect you to enumerate everything. It's like, okay, cool. You're a blood mage. You can do blood mage right. stuff. Awesome. And because the mechanics are fairly, you know, um, straightforward and simple, it becomes a lot harder to abuse that. The abuse and the interest comes like kind of what you're doing mm. narratively with them and kind of the narrative permissions versus, oh, I'm using this to get bigger. Mm. So yeah, that kind of all helps build that together. And even though maybe in, in, yeah, we'll definitely go over like maybe have you guys run some scenes and I'll kind of act as a advisor. That might yeah. be cool. Um, but one of the things I do like about Fate is even without knowing the mechanics, we're able to run that fairly complex scene with a bunch of stuff going on. And by me walking you through things and kind of focusing on the fiction, we're able to do that even if you didn't have the mechanics down mm, 100%. That's really true. Versus trying to do that in D&D or Champions or something would be a mm-hmm. I, th- I think also... Um, I Or just to require a really cool GM. <laughs> I Well, you had one of those yes, already. <laughs> um, something that also uh, kind of stood out to me was, was how it, it didn't feel like it bogged down as much as something like like 5e or or really any D combat where like you know we definitely weren't like jumping to each person's to you know we weren't jumping from one person's turn to the next within you know just a few seconds but the deliberation was 
felt more entertaining to me because instead of like just trying to figure out numbers or, you know, pathing for movement or whatever, it was more like, let's figure out what cool narrative thing is going to happen or how we're going to change the situation, which to me is a much more entertaining kind of question and thing to deliberate over or take time on instead of like, oh, you know, I could, you know, adjust this spell this way to get, you know, plus two uh, or what, you know, however deliberation might go in a different kind of game. 100%. I've seen that so many times in, you know, in games I've played. And that's one thing I really do like the fate is that other people's turns are entertaining. (laughs) It's not, oh, should I take this exact path or this exact path or how many bonuses do I get here? It's, I'm making blood leashes and attaching them to the dog. Yeah. This is cool. Right. I mean, <laughs> the other thing I like about it, and I don't, I didn't, this didn't get called out by, by anybody, which was interesting. One of the things I like is that it, fate encourages a lot of creativity and kind of creates these very cinematic back and forth moments. Like think back to the, the, uh, the light lances. Okay. Got the first one. It goes out. He's just barely dodging. The second one comes at him, hits it, but he, Pops up in there, but it's still carried back because the roof because of the rain on the rooftop and, and and goes back into light where it starts burning him away. How do you emulate that in ninety nine percent of systems? Right. How do you create that moment? That was cinematic. I'm I mean listening to this going, wow, that's just so cool. It really was. It really really was. Um, and the fact that you have to come up with narration to go along with the mechanical invoke to me is what makes that because that's where that comes from. And that's why I like about fate is it fate doesn't do the cool thing for you. It just creates a situation where you are prompted to mm. do the cool thing. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think so too. I, I do definitely see where um, coming at it from the idea of like, what is it you want your character to do? Not what mechanical thing are you trying to achieve? I, I did notice how how much that can help kind of free your mind as you're playing this. Like mm-hmm. instead of coming at it like, oh, you know, this turn, I want to try to create an advantage instead coming at it from, OK, what's the current situation and what what would my character try to do? Then you just try to label that thing after you've decided on what you want to try to do. Right. And that's where the, that's where it's really the GM's job to say, okay, this is what right. the intent is. How do we, how do we represent that? How do I make that work mechanically? And, and in the, the book, the, you know, the fate core book, especially they talk about the golden rule. And that's literally what the golden rule is. It's start with the fiction, decide with, figure out what you're trying to do and then figure out how to use the rules to make it work. And that's such a, I think it's such a great concept because now you're thinking, and I mean, I was imagining visually this entire scene happening, right? And and I got that a lot more than I get in a lot of games where you focus right. on these. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, maybe you guys didn't. I don't. Know. I I did. So, Tiana, any questions before we wrap? I don't think so. I have a lot to think about with with this and some ideas that I may want to play around with next time. But for right now, I don't think I have any direct questions. Cool. Cool, cool. And Adam, do you have any? Well, 
<laughs> Always yes, a but, million. Uh, but too many. So <laughs> I think we, uh, I, for the sake of time, no. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Well, why don't you, why don't you write them down and we can talk about them ne- in a, in a week. That sounds like a good idea. Perfect. Okay, right. everybody. Well, thank you all for hanging out with us. I hope that this was educational for everyone. It definitely was for us. Um, if you haven't already, check out the Patreon over at ins- uh, patreon.com slash inspiration point if you'd like to support the show. Um, if you have any questions, you can uh, hit us up over on our Discord. Uh, we've got a few channels that you can post in. Um, and yeah, you know, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, you know, just Google around. You'll find us. Um, and let's see. Yeah, you know, just try going through the different steps here and, you know, even give things a re-listen. I know that we will definitely be going back to try to, you know, give give a listen to our own episode just to refresh ourselves on things and stuff. And that's a that's a great way to to go through this. And if there's anything in previous episodes that you uh, struggled with, please let us know. Um, And other than that, have fun, everybody. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye. 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 Bye.